Sex, religion, and culture. What am I getting myself into? I'm not even sure I want to publish this episode. I can already sense the disapproval of some of my listeners and the enthusiasm and some of the other listeners. So thank you to both sides for listening in. But for those who are sensitive to this topic, please just tap the stop button. I believe sexuality was politically played using the religion card. And this is my perception, Taban. I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything. Each one of us is free to have their own beliefs, and none of us are right or wrong. First of all, everybody is curious about sex. Shaming this curiosity is going against human nature. Sexuality existed long before religions did, and when religions surfaced, sexuality was integrated in them. The ancient Greeks openly acknowledged both heterosexuals and homosexuals in their society and explained the existence of the two in a myth where original humans were double creatives in their drawings. These original humans were either double male, which is male and male, double female, again female and female, or half male and half female, which is known as heterosexuals. The gods then split them in half, and each one continued to search for its missing half. The 15th century Christians were not as liberal in my opinion. They believed that wet dreams resulted from intercourse with tiny spiritual creatures, and a person who had wet dreams was considered guilty of sodomy, which means anal intercourse, as well as witchcraft. After reading the first two, I came to the part that talks about Muslims. My heart dropped and I almost didn't even want to go there. But I'm glad I did because what they said wasn't bad at all. So basically, over the centuries, Muslims believed that sexual intercourse is one of the finest pleasures in life. But the ways of the laws the Quran is carried out varies from one country to another. Think of um, Muslims in the U.S. and in Saudi and Jordan, how they're very different. I can live with that. But out of the three, I think I like the ancient Greeks the most. But that's a very brief preview about sexuality and religion. Now, I'll tell you what I think, but I'm still connecting the dots, so my opinion may be subject to change at some point. I'm a huge believer in God. I just stopped believing in religions as per the book. I think religion, faith, worshipping, whatever you want to call it, these are things that are very personal and depend very much on your own perception. Remember how I stressed in the first few episodes that what works for me may not work for you. And it's the same thing with feelings and experiences. Me and you can experience the same exact thing, but feel and react to it differently. Because a lot of variables in our own individual life contribute to our reaction. Hence, same, same, but different. Or we all have the same walk in life, but somehow the experience by itself is so different. I don't think anyone in this generation really understands religion. I see a lot of resistance when it comes to the rules and regulations put on us, and I don't blame those who resist, because I think people reach a point where they just want to live and live peacefully. 
I see a lot of fear tied to religion. For example, somebody asked me how I can justify homosexualities. Well, for starters, I no longer live by any labels. Heterosexuality, homosexuality, bisexuality, whatever you want means nothing to me. I believe in people being people and falling in love. Anything beyond that is politics. I understand why labels may be important, but I see it as an attachment. People identify too much to a label. But what if we take away that label and then there is just them? What happens then? Can they be what they are without the labels? And of course, this goes on all scales, not just sexuality. What if you're not a rich person or a poor person or a hardworking person or successful or gay or transgender? And all of those labels didn't matter. What would that mean to you? Just think about it. Take away all the labels and what is left is just you. How would that sit with you? My response to justifying homosexuality is that it's not my place to justify anything. But I believe in God. And as Ricky Martin famously says, God makes no mistakes. So how can God create a person knowing what they are and then condemn and punish them for being what he created? This doesn't make sense. Love is not manners or a bad trait to improve or a habit to break. Love lives within us. With so much information out there, I understand how many people can feel lost. What I personally do is Am I being hurtful to someone? Am I being honest? Am I sharing my body left, right, and center irresponsibly? These things, I think, matter. But then again, I'm a fan of monogamy, and some people aren't. And this is why these things are very personal, and there is no right or wrong. And we do, ha we do not have the right, sorry, to judge any other human being. Because what our eyes see and what our ears hear is not always the full story. There are always three sides to a story. My side, your side, and the truth. But that's for another episode. We are so concerned by what other people are doing that we forget that we need to actively monitor what we are thinking, saying, and doing. And that is a full-time job by itself. From my own experience, judging others too much and being too involved in someone else's life, what meant me running away from the lack of attention I gave to mine, And I can't help but feel those who are too consumed by others are a little empty. Nas Anyway, I think to a large extent religion and politics are deeply integrated together to fit agendas. This is why I prefer to wash my hands clean of them and just go with my own gut. Learn more about myself and try to be a better person to myself first because my own environment is what matters most. And secondly, others. And no, it is not selfish. If your cup isn't full, you can't pour into someone else's cup. This is a metaphor, by the way. Yani, you can't love someone in a healthy way if you don't love yourself in a healthy way first. I remember a couple of years ago researching about a woman's orgasm and I came across an article on a Christian woman, a married Christian woman, who talked about her journey to finding pleasure in sex with her husband. There was a taboo about enjoying sex in her Christian upbringing, and she had to work through that belief to be able to enjoy sex with her husband. 
I also have a Christian friend that believes that while sex should be enjoyed, its main purpose is to reproduce. Hence, she would call it making love. And the word sex or fucking resonated as an unpleasant act. This is not to say that all Christians feel this way. Again, everyone's free to have their own perception and everyone has a journey. And then there is Islam, taban, and unfortunately many Muslims have an interesting way of viewing sex. Some men believe that they have the right to have four wives because the Quran mentioned four wives are acceptable to a man. They forget that there are very strict rules to having four wives and one of them is to make sure that you treat them all fairly. Taban, this is one of many rules. I don't know any man who has treated multiple wives fairly. That some of these men are in my family, but I won't mention who they are to avoid family drama. Marriage and sex are very different to every person. Some people marry out of love. Some people marry to have sex. I know one woman who openly admits that her main reason to get married was to legitimately have sex. Yet some people have sex out of wedlock. Some couples enjoy threesome or swinging within guidelines that they set. There are many stories behind closed bedroom doors, and they all have different religions and beliefs. Some are more comfortable with it than others and talk about it more openly. This is how we know about them. The truth is, we are all made from sex. So sex is the most natural act, but the many rules and regulations tied to it has made sex a major taboo in so many cultures. Parents put the fear of God in their daughters by warning them on the consequences of premarital sex, while completely forgetting to educate their sons on how to manage their raging sex drive. In fact, they applaud the boy for becoming a man, and some of them sigh a big sigh of relief that women turn him on so he is, in quotes, safe and not gay. Close quotes. In many countries in Levant, Masanan, family members are entitled to murder their daughters or the girls in their family in cold blood if they think, not know for sure, but only think that they've had sex out of wedlock while the man is free to walk, marry, and live his life, all in the name of culture and religion, or as they call it, the family honor. But what is so honorable about ending another human life? It's not rocket science or breaking news to any of you that something is extremely wrong with how our ideology on sex has been crafted. I'm not saying we should go to the other extreme and bed hop, but I think we all need to re-educate ourselves and work through our own taboos about sex because most of us were raised by or around the generation and community I just mentioned. And then we need to think hard on how we will educate our sons and daughters because they are the future, and we're not. But we do have a privilege that many other people in smaller villages don't. The little freedom to think and express ourselves. We can work on educating ourselves more and setting better examples. And yes, I understand, not many people will cheer us on, but very slowly, we can reset harmful perceptions and behaviors. Am I being too optimistic and hopeful? Time will only tell if I am, but we can only try. Look, 
Religion is here to give us guidelines, but I think many people have molded it to make it comfortable for themselves at the expense of others. And so many things. One of those things, sorry to say, is sex. Now, someone did tell me that I'm exposing too much of myself, personal details and opinions, but the truth is, I'm not really. You know things about me, but you don't know me. I am just learning and sharing and thinking out loud. I'm also thankful for your time. So much gratitude for every single person who has downloaded my episode and shared it. It means the world to me. Thank you and good night.